Next on BYU Sports Nation, madness reigns once again. Day one of March and day one of the 2018 West Coast Conference Basketball Championships. BYU Athletic Director Tom Homo explains the latest March Madness selection process and women's coach Jeff Judkins previews the matchup with San Diego today. Plus a top 10 showdown in Provo tonight and what's the chance BYU has at least one team playing for a title in Vegas on Tuesday. Let's go! Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from the Orleans Arena at the 2018 Gorilla Glue West Coast Conference Basketball Championships, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Yeah, live from Las Vegas. We're back, baby. For the fifth time as your host of BYU Sports Nation. This is our second home. I'm very comfortable in this particular wedge. Of the third floor here. The Ben Bagley Lounge at over the here. Orleans right Arena. Up, right over here. Your day-to-day play-by-play in the Studio Orleans. That's what we decided Studio last Orleans. year, right? Yeah. Okay. Presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It's great to have you with us on Thursday, March 1st. It's March! I am Spencer when Linton. I start to care about everyone else but BYU in college hoops. That's how it is for most. When it gets fun, right? Sports fans in America. Prior to March, whatever. That's how it is for most sports fans, right? Uh, I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man who excels at Target Golf, Jerem Jordan. Yesterday we played golf in St. George, and mm-hmm. I'm about 80 feet out on hole four. Oh no, no, not 80 feet, 80 yards. 80 yards. <laughs> at Coral Canyon. Very, course. very different. Ben Bagley, our producer, is on the green, and I send a shot. You know, to the green, probably going to go off. And it hits him squarely in the chest. <laughs> bounces near the hole. Not without warning from okay. me. Ben, watch yeah. out, Ben. I thought he was looking, and I didn't say anything. I should have said something. That's my bad. And you said, Ben, Ben, and just poof, right in the chest. He's okay. Everything's fine. Now, here's the best part about this. Everything's fine here. We're not sure about up there. Here's the best part about this. Not only did it improve your shot and yeah. lie on the green because the ball deflects off of him and ends up about 15 feet from the hole. Ben's got a 30-foot double-bending snake putt. Nailed it. That he promptly knocks in. I'm the golf chiropractor. (laughs) I'll hit you, and it will realign you, and you'll make the putt. (laughs) What a fabulous way to end February and start March. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. March basketball is back, and not without some intriguing headlines and speculation, if you will. Listen to this. Mountain West Conference Commissioner Craig Thompson recently told the San Diego Union-Tribune, Jerem, he has held discussions with the Gonzaga Bulldogs about leaving the West Coast Conference for the Mountain West Conference, perhaps as early as next season. Interesting. So what does that mean for BYU, all of you are asking, from the article? And I quote, Gonzaga might not be alone either. Thompson said BYU was not among the other schools that have contacted him about expansion, but several sources indicated that BYU, which went independent in football in 2011 and plays in the West Coast Conference in most other sports, would consider a return to the Mountain West, at least in basketball, if 
Gonzaga joins, end quote. Jerem, what is your reaction to that report from the San Diego Union-Tribune? What's the source? It's a newspaper in San Diego, a Mountain West location. Also a West Coast Conference location. Kind of, yes. Uh, Who said it? Craig Thompson, commissioner Mm -hmm. of the Mountain West. Mm -hmm. When was it said? On the eve of the West Coast Conference Tournament. Calculated. Those are all interesting to me, okay? Is there actual movement on this, like with BYU right now? I don't think so. But I am very intrigued by this idea because if BYU was invited to go back to the Mountain West with Gonzaga, I actually like that idea. But can the relationship, which was fractured, when BYU left the Mountain West between BYU and Craig Thompson, can that be healed? Is it healed? Where are we? Tom Homel will join us coming up. We'll ask him about this. He told the media about a month or two ago that the relationships with individual schools have cooled. There, there, there was some animosity there. When, when BYU left, people were upset. A lot of those have cooled. Which is why BYU is scheduling more Mountain West teams in football. Yes, including San Diego State this year. BYU plays Boise State and Utah State every year in football. But the question is, Craig Thompson, has, it, has that relationship been healed? That's the question. If BYU was invited to go to the Mountain West with Gonzaga, I like that. I like it. But like you said, as far as movement goes, who knows? It's okay. an idea right now. Yeah, it's, it's just an, an it's just an idea. And that is intriguing. Yes, it's an exciting thought because it's new. We live in a generation and a time where we love new and modified and improved, which is the basis of every successful ad that you see around the world, right? New and improved. I don't think it's just new. I think that it's because it'd be a better basketball fit. BYU fans are more excited about this. And you, ha- you have to admit that successful nostalgia in the Mountain West Conference adds to the intrigue and excitement of this idea, right? BYU won the league. Exactly. They haven't won this league. Gonzaga owns the league. They would own that league. I mean, if BYU had won a few titles in the West Coast Conference, would it be as exciting? I don't know. I don't know. Speculation right now. Spencer, today marks the start of the West Coast Conference basketball tournament. What are you looking forward to the most here? I'm looking forward to a hopeful opportunity for one of the BYU teams to play a championship game, which probably means against Gonzaga, which brings the biggest crowd down here, right? The volume and a chance to beat the best is something that I always get excited about and want to watch and want to see because there is an atmosphere and a volume level in the building that you remember. Those are the things that you remember, the intensity and the loud, big crowds. Also, if BYU's playing Gonzaga, like I just said, it probably means the Cougars are playing in a championship game. There's not intensity in this building unless Gonzaga plays. Which is why I want BYU to play against Gonzaga at some point. Can we show the court right now? Look at this court. The court, that is the second home of the Gonzaga Bulldogs. There's the kennel, and then there's this place. This is the second home of BYU Sports Nation and the Gonzaga Bulldogs. If BYU can get to the championship game, that would be a tremendous success because that means BYU would have gone through St. Mary's and gets another matchup with Gonzaga. Likely, likely on both sides of the bracket. Now, another answer to this is there will be memorable moments. There will be a buzzer beater, some drama. I don't know who or which team will provide that, but those are the fun things in tournament play. That's what makes March mad, right? It'll be more fun if BYU Unpredictable. can make a run either side. It'll be great. Jerem, BYU women's basketball opens up play in the West Coast Conference Basketball Championships 
against a team that beat them twice in the regular season, San Diego. Could the Toreros beat BYU a third time? If not, who is the difference maker for BYU today? I think BYU beat San Diego today in women's hoops. The margins of loss were one and six. It wasn't like BYU got worked in both. Um, it's San Diego. This is a matchup on the women's side that BYU can win. And to answer your question, Cassie DeVagere, back-to-back scoring champ for the Cougars. I think she needs to have a big game. Didn't have a great game at Gonzaga, but guess what? That, that was then. This is now. Uh, BYU needs Cassie DeVagere. Have a big game today. I think Cassie has been good enough in each of the two previous matchups with San Diego. She's got to get help from somebody else. And I think uh-huh. that the Y factor is Malia Nawahine. There you go. Senior? Yes. When Malia Nawahine plays well, BYU typically blows out competition because Cassie DeVagere oh, and, that myself and Brenna Florida. Chase have been pretty steady, especially in the second half of conference play. If Malia Nawahine can become a third factor for BYU. She's I, the TJ Haas of the women's side. I think will. BYU doesn't just win. They win convincingly. So I think she's the Y factor. All right. Our question of the day, Jerem. What are you most looking forward to in the West Coast Conference Tournament? We talked a little bit about that. At Cosmo underscore duh underscore Cougar. It's the classic old cliche of the fighter's chance. BYU isn't out yet. There is still a tiny chance that something awesome could happen. I'm looking forward to that. BYU has not won a men's basketball tournament since 2001. If BYU won this one, it'd be crazy improbable. But that is the fun part. No one expects BYU to win this thing. But what if BYU wins Saturday against San Diego, a distracted San Diego team, and then plays the same kind of game they played in Provo against St. Mary's but makes one more shot in regulation and then has one game to get into the tournament? That's all I want. I just want a shot on Tuesday. The unpredictability is what makes (laughs) tournament basketball so fantastic. That's why there are 175 million brackets filled out, and not one of them is right. Coming up, Jeff Judkins previews the women's quarterfinal matchup with San Diego today. And next, the always fabulous BYU Athletic Director Tom Homo. What does he think about the Union Tribune's report about Gonzaga exploring a move to the Mountain West? And how is life on the tournament selection committee? BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU TV's coverage of the 2018 Gorilla Glue West Coast Conference Basketball Championships begin today at 3 Eastern with four women's opening round and quarterfinal games, including the BYU women taking on San Diego tonight at 9 Eastern right here on BYU TV. Survive in advance because it's March. Yeah, baby. Welcome back, BYU Sports Nation, live from the Orleans Arena, simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Our conversation, you know, always going on Twitter, at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN and answer our question of the day. What are you most looking forward to in the West Coast Conference Tournament 2018 edition at Twiggy or Stone says... How many times the Zags and BYU are mentioned in broadcasts in relation to moving to the Mountain West Conference? I think Craig Thompson is an evil genius. Evil genius. Okay. Release this just in time to get everyone talking about the Mountain West during the West Coast Conference Tournament. Hashtag BYUSN. Timing is always interesting. Good marketing. It is. Joining us now, bright and early in Las Vegas, is BYU Athletic Director Tom Holmo. Tom, great to have you as our first guest of our live coverage, BYU Sports Nation, here back in Las Vegas. It's March 1st, and the madness has already begun. Yes. Yes, it has, my friend. Yes, it has. You've obviously seen the report. What's your reaction to reading that report from the San Diego Union-Tribune and how it affects potentially Gonzaga, or at least the idea of it, and then 
maybe BYU. Yes, I have seen the report. <laughs> it's interesting. This is Chapter 7 of Conference Talk amongst BYU for years and years. Might be Chapter 9 for all I know. But these are things I'm aware of the talk of that they've had that. It's things that are internal. Um, we have not been involved. But I, I'm aware of the talk that Craig Thompson's talking about. And so it's something that if you have listened to me through the years, and I've talked to you guys many times, I'm not going to put my stuff out on the table about where we are. You're not, Tom? Um, it's just best to keep things internal, and, and I'm surprised that Craig Thompson didn't keep his stuff internal. How's the relationship with Craig Thompson and the Mountain West? Oh, very good. I, some of you may know that Craig Thompson on the NCAA Men's Basketball Committee right now. Um, he, he filled in for one of his guys, and he's going to do this for a year, and then they'll get someone in next year. So I see him all the time. I'll see him Tuesday night for a nice social dinner. <laughs> we'll have a few words. <laughs> I wonder if there'll be a few coy smiles exchanged at that dinner. Uh, Tom, we appreciate you joining us, uh, like I said earlier. What's your schedule like leading up to Selection Sunday? Well, today I'm going to go to a women's basketball game. That's the number one thing. I actually have three phone calls today with uh, conferences to talk about where they're at. I have about seven or eight conferences that I oversee or I'm a secondary on. So it's really going right now. And then I I go back to fly back to New York on uh, Tuesday morning. So I'll miss our two finals that night here in Vegas. Uh, the life of a selection committee member. No, you heard me. I'll miss our two finals. Uh, that will yeah, be. Yeah, I'll have to miss our team playing, but yeah. I got to go back. Super to disappointing York. that uh, you'll you won't be there for the championship games for That's BYU. Right. When BYU is in both. When BYU is That's in right. both. <laughs> okay, let, let's talk about how the selection process has maybe uh, changed a little bit this year. Mm-hmm. More metrics officially involved. RPI is still kind of the core metric, it feels like, but I see the team sheets and I see. Quad one, two, three, four, KPI, BPI, Ken Palm all used. What role have metrics played in this year's process? I think as everybody sees it's more public, you can see that it's organized differently and I think better. Quite frankly, the um, committee has used those uh, metrics for quite a while. I mean, since I've been on the tournament committee, they've, there's been more emphasis, not from the direction where you have to use them, but every one of the committee members has their way of doing it. You look at the RPI, and for the last couple of years, it's been taking some shots. We still use RPI until it changes. It will. We're, we're, the committee's been talking about the RPI oh, for modifying a it. while. A sure. different metric? Yeah, a different metric. And, and, and that's not a secret. The and NABC, the National Association of Basketball Coaches, has been working closely with the committee and other basketball organizations to make sure that we get this right. Right this year, you're going to see the RPI as what sorts the teams. There's got to be some sorting. And as you see the predictive and the results-based metrics is right now, they're good. There's a lot of them. They're statistically sound. You can go through and study. And that's what we've been doing in the off season. We do have an off season, not just March Madness, is trying to work to the future and what's going to be the best. Working with the NABC, working with the coaches, the teams, and everybody to determine what's going to be the best. There's a lot of ways to do it. If you look at all the metrics, some people like this one. Some people like that one. When you get in the room we have this conversation, and you'll hear a little bit of all of them. But there's probably 
you know, a, a small number, maybe seven or eight, they're talked about the most. BYU Athletic Director Tom Homo with us live from Las Vegas at the BYU at the West Coast Conference Basketball Championships, I should say. For you, Tom, and you mentioned everyone has their own different variation of where they put their, you know, emphasis on building and looking at an at-large resume for a specific team. What are the critical standards for you? I'm a co- I'm a coach. I'm a former coach. I like watching the games. So the eye test. I mean, they don't like this. The people, the coaches, don't like us saying the eye test because that's what they do. They want us to look at it a little bit differently. Um, but it, there's nothing like watching the teams play. Now, certainly, these metrics says you watch them, and and you you follow them through the year, and they can tell you some stories. But until when you get down to the selection uh, Sunday, it actually is all week. And you look at those teams and you match up like they do on on uh, TV and they give you the blind test of three or four of them. You got to watch those teams. You got to see them play. You got to know who their players are, what their strengths are. Can they shoot the three? Can they defend the three? How do they do at the in the crunch time at the end of the game? What's their strength? What's how do they match up? Do they press all those things? And when you get in the room, then I'm going to say, hey, I've seen these teams play. This team's better than that team. You can put anything you want there. And, but I have to back it up. It's just my responsibility with the metrics. What conferences were you assigned this year? Well, my primary is um, the Big Ten. It's going to be a tough one. It's interesting because they, to, to, you know, people are saying, people are saying, I listen, and maybe four teams. That's hard to believe. But there's, you know, there's six teams that are probably under consideration right yeah, now. Loaded with parity. <clears throat> yeah. And there's uh, a lot of conversation, uh, too, with March Madness this year about the FBI investigation and whatnot. What role, if any, does that have on March Madness this year? Well, it'll have a role, and that'll be on the topic of discussion every single press conference. So you, these teams are going to be from now until through the tournament. That's all they'll talk about. And you can see some of the coaches, they're getting a little bit uh, annoyed. It's their job. They have to talk about it. But they're trying to prepare their teams for conference championships and the big dance, whether it's the NCAA tournament or a postseason, and they don't want their teams to be distracted, their players distracted by this talk. But you can't avoid it. This is, you know, item number one on everybody's agenda. What in the world is going on and how are we going to fix it? Now, I would assume that sanctions and allegations and all that stuff, because it's still slow moving, it, it won't pull any teams out of this year's tournament, do you think? It doesn't appear that way, Spencer. I think that... Early on, there was talk about it, but you can see that as the NCAA, you can understand it's like a tidal wave for the NCAA to be able to all of a sudden have to work one by one by one looking at allegations of violations. And if you you take like Bridges from Michigan State, for example, they've already looked at that. They've kind of settled it and he's repaid and he's going to play. Yeah. So there's one. Now, there's a number of others. We really don't even know. People don't know what they are unless the NCAA says we're in that investigation. So I think that we'll get through the tournament um, and, and they'll deal, sort that stuff out afterwards. But there may be. It's possible. That's the thing that kind of hangs over everybody's head. What if there's something big that they discover? Are they going to let it go? I doubt it. Getting back to the process of figuring out the teams, I've noticed this year with RPI, we, we at least see it. You guys may have been doing it, but... On the team sheets, uh, you know, a quad one game, an RPI game, uh, X through Y at home is different than X through Y, uh, neutral and road. What role has that played this year? Well, I think what it's the truth. This is how it is. Coaches always ask members of the committee, just tell us what we're supposed to do to, to have a great shot of getting in. Play games, win games, 
play good teams. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you're going to have to go on the road. Road and neutral weighed more heavily. Oh, yeah. So if you get a, if you play a 1 through 30 team in the, in the RPI and you win, well, a 1 through 30 team, that's a quadrant 1. 1 through 50 is neutral and 1 through 75 is away. Yeah. So you, when you, in the years past, the way they organized it, you could play a team like um, one team, the same team would be in the same quadrant for a win and a loss, where it's a lot easier to win at home than it is on the road, or so some teams say. <laughs> and, and that's something that you guys could take into account, right? So you could say, okay, quad one, they have X amount of quad one wins, and right. this team does not, or whatnot. In BYU's case, they're trying to get more quad one and quad two games. Is that something you talk with, with Dave about? Hey, tr- you know, from the selection committee idea, try and get these kind of games. And BYU had, I think, enough. Yeah. They just need to win a few more. Well, Jeremy, it's, it's one of the things that we talk about is intent. And a lot of people don't think about that. But when you schedule, like Princeton was a really good team in past years. They had a down year. But we had Princeton on the road. That could have, maybe last year, if you look at their RPI, that might have been a quadrant one win. Yeah, sure. I mean, top 75 on the road. Yeah, this year it's a three. And and that happens not just with us, but there's lots of, like, you try to find a team. Illinois State's a better win for BYU than that. Yeah, but but Illinois State last year was on the bubble. They were the the one of the number one seeds on the NIT. They were one of the first four out. Mm -hmm. And so we got them on the schedule, and then they've, they're a good team, but they just not the team they did last year. So intent is important. And I think one of the things you look at the quadrant, and this has been one of the criticisms, is that either you look from a, a quadrant one, and you might have an RPI of 75, 74 if you have you know, a team that gets, you get a win on the road. We don't look at a number of one and a 75 the same, even though they're in the quadrant. Some people will group them and say, oh, they have eight quadrant one wins. Well, when we get in the room, we don't say that that uh, a number two win is the same as a sixty-five. Certainly. So we we, deline- we yeah we delineate. Yeah. It's a way of organizing or sorting, but it's when it comes right down to it, there's way more than just the numbers. Right, and there's a lot of numbers too. It's just what do you value and how do you value it? Right. Yeah. Well, and how much do you value teams playing well late in February and early in March compared to, oh, they got a big win in late November, early December? It's complicated because you, you need, we're instructed to look at every game. So the first game of the season when you're playing maybe uh, in, a, in a tournament, an MTE, those are big games. And then you can, people say, oh, kind of the non-conference schedule, you, you kind of try to get your – you know, your groove going, you're not playing against great teams. Those count, and they want them all to count. But I will say this. When you get into these tournaments where all the chips are on the line, you got to look at those games. They play harder. They, they play better. Some teams crack. And, and I look at those and go, I'm not going to overwhelmingly look at that, but you got to take that into consideration at some point. That's a factor. But that, that, that's just every individual, the 10 people in the room, will look at that a little bit differently. The Mountain West felt like there was more margin for error for BYU hoops in getting an at-large should they not win the tourney. Um, the West Coast Conference has been a little harder to, to get an at-large to be a three-bid league should St. Mary's be there as well. Do you feel like the margin for error is a little uh, smaller in the West Coast Conference the last couple of years? You know, I don't you just know. You've got to have a better non I think you just got to beat Gonzaga in the regular season, <laughs> beat St. Mary's in the regular season, and you, you pick up 
um, a lot of power when you do that. I mean, whether it's RPR, BPI, whatever, when you beat those teams, you move up. Well, BYU's whatever done, the, they, whatever they've the numbers had are. a big road win at Gonzaga the last late three years. Season. But that was late, late after they'd stumbled. Yeah. So you got to be consistent throughout the course of the season. And that's one of the things that's difficult if you're not in a P5. So if you're in the ACC, Atlantic Coast Conference, and you're, you know, right now people are talking that there's 11 teams under consideration. When you play every night, except for maybe the last four um, teams, you're, you could lose and you're not going to drop because everybody in that is in the top 100. Not every. I'm not exactly sure where the numbers are today, but most of them. Pretty close. So you, you, you know, you're every night in and night out, and and I think like a team like BYU, if we were in the name the Power Six conference, we're going to get some wins. We're going to pick up some wins. Now we might pick up a, a, a quite a few more losses, but it would be interesting to see how. I always think, how would our team do in a big conference like that? And you know, going back to what you're saying, when you're in the Mountain West Conference or the West Coast Conference, you don't have as many opportunities to get those wins. Yeah, certainly. And but you have opportunities to get losses yeah, all and you have to, the time. And you have to avoid those. You can't losses. slip up. Right. We've kind of talked about that, and we call them non-Saint Zaga <laughs> losses. is averaging three a year. If they can get that down to one, now, you, you have now to. you're in business. You know, there's no question about that. When you look at the the mid-major schools, I, I'm watching them all year, and I'm kind of pulling for those don't slip up. Give yourself a chance against the Power Six conferences. So that, but, you know, and, and, and I think even in the room, you can you can get away with a one or two losses, depending on how it is and how it came about. But, you know, when they get to three and four, it's just difficult. Now, in basketball, you say power six. So who is the sixth power conference? The Big East. Big East. Yeah, right. I you know, figured I, as much. Still, but, I mean, yeah. they had Creighton and Xavier, and those are Xavier, big time this year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's no question about that. Th- th- those, the, the Big East is a very, very strong conference. And when you play teams in that conference, you're not going to slip up. And there's, there's a few at the bottom. Every conference has to, it's just the odds and statistics, somebody's got to beat somebody, someone's got to end up at the bottom. I have the MEAC, the Mid-Eastern Atlantic Conference. There's six teams that are 11-4 and four going into the tournament. I think six teams tied for first. Everybody should wow, watch that tournament. that's going to be a fun one, yeah. yeah. Let, let's ask you a football question as we get ready for spring. Oh, yeah, and in, in the middle oh, of the madness, there's football yeah, happening there's at BYU. Team. Gonzaga didn't have one. Uh, what, what was this season, off season like for you as there were some major changes made and now you hope to kind of go to the next chapter? I think the word I'd use is invigorating. Uh, we didn't live up to the standard that we needed to last year, so we had to do something, and th- there were changes that were made, and Kalani and his staff had made some changes to try to get things right, but there's some internal changes, and there need to be some attitude changes, some personnel changes, and as I watch that happen, I'm invigorated. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see how this chemistry it all comes together. There are really good people around last year, really good opportunities. We just didn't put it all together. And this year, you know, starting from day one, there's so much that goes into the preparation for those 13 games. There's only 13 games, but there's so much effort and so much planning and energy that goes into that. And if you're not invigorated, it's not going to go well. So I'm, 
I'm ready to go. BYU Athletic Director Tom Homo with us in Las Vegas. Eight quarterbacks will be in the room at some point. Are you ready to be the ninth, Tom? Yeah, this you know they're all looking for Steve. You know, <laughs> yeah, that, that you want to be the eighth a little bit, you know, right? You don't want to be the eighth. Let me tell you, <laughs> that's like urban legend. You know, he might have been the eighth quarterback for. A day. But I was there. He moved up from eight to four real fast. Oh, yeah. He'll tell you. Hey, at one point, I was the eighth string. That's probably true. For for two hours. He was on scholarship. Come on. Oh, good stuff. Tom, uh, it's always great to talk to you, man. Um, You have a whirlwind approaching. Let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma so you can handle that, uh, as you always do. I need the glasses in Vegas. Come on. Let's go. Oh, do I might have a pair. Don't give me a pair because you've given me a pair every every year and nothing happens. (laughs) Forget it. Oh, Tom. Oh, Tom. You at, better at, have some. At least, at least wear them for a second. No, I mean, no, I'm not. I'm not wearing them. <laughs> hey, if my coaches can be superstitious, then I can too. He's going to put them by you. Put them there. I'm not touching yeah. them. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. Okay. Put the bag back down. The, the karma is intangible. So, okay. yeah. It's the new SI curse, except we want to be the Astros. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I, I'll take the Astros. Yeah. Four years from now. All right. <laughs> Okay, safe travels, my friend. We'll enjoy the basketball game today. Go uh, Cougs. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Hashtag Go Cougs. Tom Homo, the athletic director with us on BYU Sports Nation. Coming up, the secret weapon for BYU Hoops. What? We're going to bring it out. We're bringing it out today. Now we've engaged Tom again. We're bringing out the secret weapon. And what's the chance a BYU basketball team is playing on Tuesday for a championship? This is BYU Sports Nation. I'm putting on the goggles, dude. Uh, Next second, I'll you. tell you. You're good, yeah. Secret weapon, man. Tom will put them on. I'm putting them on. The season finale of BYU basketball. Dave Rose rears right after this at 1 Eastern time on BYU TV. Luke Worthington was the guest. Dave Rose really defended his guys in the effort they've given this season. Plus a sneaky 10 questions with Gregor Bell. Mm, coming up yeah. He, he had no idea. Hey, had, Dave Rose he was, no throwing, he was throwing the curveballs at Greg Rubel. He said, I've been... You've been asking my guys dumb questions all year. It's time for me to ask you questions. <laughs> Jeremy is moments away from revealing his secret weapon. The secret, the secret weapon for You've BYU seen an American Tale. Oh yeah, with Fivel BYU basketball you know in Vegas. Yeah. What's the secret weapon? We welcome you back to the Orleans Arena. We are on demand anytime, anywhere. That won't change. In Radio Vision, currently on BYU Radio and BYU TV. And with that said, let's check out today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headlines. The West Coast Conference Tournament tips off today in roughly two hours and 26 minutes at 3 Eastern with first-round matchups on the women's side between Pepperdine and Santa Clara as well as Pacific and Portland survive in advance. Those games will be broadcast live on BYU TV. The BYU men's team does not play until Saturday against San Diego. Head coach Dave Rose discussed the challenge of finding the best way to attack a really solid Torero defense. They're very good, one of the best in the country at guarding the three-point line. So we can't just yield. We've got to get to the basket. And the way you get to the basket is to spread these guys out a little bit and make some space and and hopefully be really uh, versatile in how you tackle. I agree 100% because what we Never saw healed. in BYU's last performance against San Diego was some shots early in the shot clock. 
going up from the three-point line, especially late in the game when there was San Diego. That was got, last year's team. They got BYU kind of rushed into what, what the Cougars did last year. That's right. Yeah, be more patient on offense. The three-seed women's basketball team from BYU takes on six-seed San Diego tonight in the tournament. Nine Eastern time on BYU TV. San Diego won both of the regular season matchups, but it was by one and six. Jeremy, I know you will have a little bit of an eye on a top 10 showdown in Provo tonight. Number five, BYU men's volleyball hosting eighth-ranked Pepperdine in the Smithfield house. That game also starts at 9 p.m. Eastern. Thanks to technology, you can do all of those things. And maybe I'll keep an eye on my Copper Hills Grizzlies who beat Bingham in the first round of the 6A state tournament. Hey, you had to sneak that that in there. Take that, Yoli. Had to sneak that one in there. Yoli Childs beat Copper Hills when we were down here uh, three years ago. For the state championship. Anyway, nine track and field athletes qualify for indoor nationals, including Rory Linkletter, Daniel Carney, Connor McMillan, Abraham Alvarado, Ashley Warner, Brenna Porter, Christy Rush, Rush Briggs. Rush was her maiden name, maybe? That's a fantastic Rush oh, name. Oh, yeah. Whitney Orton and Andrea Stapleton Johnson. The championships begin next week, March 9th through the 10th. That's a lot of awesome right there. A lot of That's people lot of performing running. at a high level. Like, for I'm sure. tired reading that, let alone how much they run. It's like 100 miles a week or something. No, 200 maybe. So yesterday we were joking about bingo boards for hosts of BYU Sports Nation. I think Copper Hills would be on your bingo board. Definitely. (laughs) Go Grizzlies. Beat Fremont. It's time to play What's the Chance? BYU Sports Nation asks... What's the chance? Presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. What's the chance in Vegas? Even more interesting. Ooh. Hey, would you like to kick us off today? You don't get to do this very often. Is Ben reading this or am I? I have no idea. What's the chance? (laughs) A BYU basketball team is, well, it lives up to Tom Homo's guarantee and playing on Tuesday. What do you think, Jerem? A BYU basketball team? Either of them? I've got 30%. Okay. And I'm leaning more towards the women than the men. The men would be awesome. You're going to have to go through St. Mary's. BYU uh, lost both games to St. Mary's. One was close at home, an OT game. I go 30%. I, I think the women have got a shot to get to the uh, championship game. The men getting there would be improbable and awesome. And we'll bust out the secret weapon. In fact, I'll do it right now. I'm going to do it right now. Whoa. I'm Whoa. Put on the blue goggles. Okay. Kill the B-roll. Okay. Kill the B-roll. I need to be on camp for this. Oh, my goodness. Scott Hill. Blue goggles. Thank you. Alert. Blue goggle alert. Cater to the talent. If BYU, if BYU men win this tournament, I'll shave my head. Whoa. <laughs> it's back. The secret weapon is back. It worked, what, three years ago? Four years ago? Has it been that long? Four, four years ago. You're putting your follicles on the line again. Am I? Is BYU going to beat St. Mary's and Gonzaga? I want them to so bad. I, BYU hasn't won this tournament or a tournament. Since 01, Thomas and Mack, the, it's been Steve <laughs> Cleveland. Like, Dave Rose hasn't done it. Is this the year? Is this the year? I'm going to put my hair on the line because I want this team to do it. Oh, please make Jerem shave his head. Please do this. I want to shave my please head next Wednesday. Please do this. Next Wednesday, I want to shave my head. Or we'll do it Tuesday. And Tell Wednesday. everyone. Clean it up. Let's remind BYU basketball what happened the last time you did this. Motivate I, them any and every way. I didn't believe that BYU could beat Gonzaga at Gonzaga. When the Zags were ranked number two. This was the first time. And BYU did it. Can, if so this can happens, they go through St. Mary's and Gonzaga? Okay, if this happens, can, can we shave your head on live television again? Yes. We'll do it. Outstanding. We'll do it Tuesday. Outstanding. Elijah Bryant's going to be the lead barber. 
<laughs> yes, he will. <laughs> no, shave his head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow, the secret okay. weapon, Jerry. Listen, I know it's a long shot, but I, I, I want whatever means necessary to win this tournament, man. You are fully invested. Well, given the FBI investigation, I, I don't want to say whatever it means, but you know what I mean. Oh, man. Okay, well, now that you've put the okay. secret yeah. weapon out That's there, the Jerem, weapon. Yeah. this alters my answer to the first question. 50%. 50? A BYU basketball wow. team is playing a game on Tuesday. Really? Yeah, That's I feel David better Nixon. because Jerem Jordan's put his follicles on the line. Let's go, baby. Let's win it. Let's do it. I'm so happy. 2001? I'm so happy a, that you did I was a that. Senior, junior in high school the last time. This happened. Oh, Jaron, thank on. you. Thank you for bringing the secret weapon oh, back. Let's do this. Weapon. All right, Ben, <laughs> follow it up after that with number two. What's the chance we can follow it up? Hey, what's the chance BYU does not make the NCAA or NIT tournament? Oh, man. Talking about the men, probably, right? Are we, um, are we really having this discussion? I, I think it's like. Eight percent. I think BYU's making the NIT as a seven or eight seed. They've won twenty-two games at this point. If BYU loses the quarters, they've got a shot of not making the NIT. Maybe I. I think BYU's in. I think they're in. They're top one hundred RPI. Eighty-six. Twenty-two. Twenty-three wins. What? Twenty-two and nine. Twenty-two wins. Yeah. BYU's making the NIT. I think. Yes, and BYU is a brand that creates excitement and eyeballs and ratings for the NIT. BYU is getting into the NIT on the, the men's side. Zero percent chance BYU doesn't make the NCAA or NIT. They are going to get in to one of those tournaments. Number three. What's the chance BYU volleyball beats both eighth-ranked Pepperdine and third-ranked UCLA this week? Both? I'll go 75%. I, I think BYU's got a, a decent shot at home. I think BYU learned some lessons wow. after the first two sets against Stanford. The Cougars have lost at home to UCSB, which is weird. But I think BYU knows that this week is really, really important for their conference championship hopes. I like BYU's chances against Pepperdine. I think they're really high. But perhaps I need you to tell me why I should feel so confident for the Cougars playing against UCLA this year. Because it's at home. We don't know how good UCLA is. They split with Hawaii. They lost two to Long Beach State, but everyone lost has lost to Long Beach State. Yes. BYU and uh, BYU beat Ohio State. But lost. But lo- I, I know I mentioned the losses. Yeah, the Cougars I, have I lost think, some I think questionable BYU, games. I think BYU learned some things against Stanford. Okay. Yeah. Oh, man. I say I, I'm, I'm going to go 50% again. Listen, getting a split wouldn't be the worst thing ever. But you're going to have to get a split on the road when you play those two teams as well. 50% chance BYU Volleyball beats 8th-ranked Pepperdine and 3rd-ranked UCLA this week in Provo. Coming up, does Jeff Judkins think it's hard to lose to a team three times in a season? Love sports cliches, right? It's jamming with Juddy on game day. What is going to be different about this third game against the Toreros? Dance is brought to you by BYU Food to Go. The MVP of your next event. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU TV's coverage of the 2018 Gorilla Glue West Coast Conference Basketball Championships begin today at 3 Eastern with four women's opening round and quarterfinal games, including the BYU ladies taking on San Diego at 9 Eastern time on BYU TV. I just want a roly, roly, roly with a diamond wrench. With a dab of ranch? Yeah. <laughs>
Yes. I would like a diamond wrench as well. <laughs> I would like both of those. Spencer A-O Linton A-O. and Jerem Jordan. Uh, very close second to A.O. and Teo, right? Uh, no. No, 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 no. We, no. We are live from the Studio Orleans in Las Vegas. Day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. Watch our daily rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. Except for today, we have games and tomorrow. That is correct. Ain't no rebroadcast. Let's go. Love it. Question of the day. What are you most looking forward to in the West Coast Conference Tournament? At Nick Lee 51 tweets in. Waiting to see whether it is Pepperdine or Santa Clara that will upset St. Mary's this yeah, weekend let's go. on the men's side. BYU needs a clearer path than chalk to have a chance. It certainly, it certainly help. It would help. Can Marty Wilson's boys rally one time? Yeah, right? No better time to do it than March Madness, right? The unpredictability is so fantastic. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline is Shooter McJudkins, our Juddy buddy, Jeff Judkins, NBA alumnus. Juddy, welcome back to the show, man. Thanks for joining us on a game day. Well, it's good to be on it. Hopefully uh, we'll be able to continue doing this. Oh, hey. Look, Jerem put his hair on the line for BYU men's basketball that – uh, I they, might be looking like you soon, Jeff. If they win the tournament, yeah. he's got the secret weapon you. out there. So, you know, who who knows? <laughs> Jeff. Yeah, who knows? I, you know, like you said, the tournament is it's it's crazy. There's a lot of – usually there's upsets or whatever. And if every team played equal, then the, the high seed teams would just advance. But it doesn't happen that way. People play play better or worse, and it's – it's a tournament. It's what all you fans like. Coaches hate, but you can't play. <laughs> how how ready is your team for this matchup with the team that beat you twice, but those were two close games? Well, I think I think we feel a lot more prepared because the two times we played them this year, we played them on a Saturday, so it was a quick turnaround. So we've had a little bit more time to kind of go through things that hurt us and work on that. We should not be tired. We should be able to be fresh and but you know, you just don't know. You know that, that they're a hard matchup for us. Kind of their lineup um, makes it difficult in some things for us. But um, we we feel like we should have won both those games. We were right there, and a basket here, a layup here. You know, defensive stop um, can maybe change both those games. But we're we're excited to play and get going, and just hope we can come out and play BYU basketball. What we've done most of the year in certain areas and just come out and just play really well. I know we have to start well. Both games we lost to them, we didn't start as well as we needed to, and hopefully we can do that tonight. Jeff, if I were you, uh, if I wouldn't sweat a thing because in league play you were 9-0 and on Thursdays. Today is Thursday, so you're going to be just fine. So which one of you are calling the game? That's the key. <laughs> Jeff, we don't want to tell you. I'll be on the broadcast in some degree, Jeff, so how about that? Okay, okay? I'll be okay, involved okay. in some degree. Okay, when we talk about karma, you know, I need one of you or both of you doing this. We seem to play better when you guys do it. I'm the 30-plus win guy the last two weeks. <laughs> you, you are, Pepperdine man. and Portland, gee. Yeah, you are. <laughs> You're hot. I've oh. been told that a lot. Oh, please, Jerem. <laughs> Jeff Judkins with us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Coach, uh, let's talk about the old adage of beating a team three times in the same season. How much do you buy into that and uh, the idea that uh, it, it is now harder because it's the third game in the same season? Well, I think it's hard because, you know, you 
you have a lot of pressure. Um, you know, when you when you win both games, you feel like, oh, w- w- which we change anything. The person that loses sometimes will change a little more. Like last year, we beat them three times, and we had to play in the tournament for the third time. You know, I, I just think a lot of it is just the way the ball bounces that game and how you play. And I mean, I'm sure each Cindy's going to make adjustments, and we're going to make adjustments where we got hurt on and try to help our team better. And hopefully, we'll be able to come on top. Speaking of three, you end up being the three seed, which is favorable because should you win tonight, you don't play until Monday. How does that affect your team should you win this game? Well, I think it's a big advantage um, because you have two days to prepare where we don't have one. You know, as we've talked about, most teams practice on Sunday. We do not. So they have that extra day. We don't. And so these two days would give us a little bit more time to prepare for the Monday game we get there. And that's the advantage. The disadvantage is we're playing a better team tonight than the second seed team would play or the first seed team would play. So it makes it a little bit harder. Jeff, your teams have generally performed well in this West Coast Conference tournament. Why do you think that is? Well, I think I think we prepare the whole season for the kind of for this tournament. And what I mean by that is we schedule games back to back. We schedule games with one day rest, um, and we try to do that. I think second is um, I've been very fortunate to be coaching for. I've coached in a lot of tournaments, and so I've seen the things that I like, what helps your team, what motivates them, what you need to do, and um, and then I just think probably last is you know um, I've always tried to get my teams to play their best ball at this time. And, you know, you as a coach, you try to season your team, and hopefully by this time they're playing their, their best, and that's what you're hoping for. Coach Judkins, we are transferring BYU Sports Nation karma through the phone lines, my friend. Okay, we hope so. We hope so. You know, thanks a lot, you guys, and hope, hope we can do well and win this game and have a chance for the championship. Hey, we look forward to it. Uh, 9 p.m. Eastern tonight, okay. BYU in San Diego. Thanks, Coach. Hi, thanks, guys. We'll see you. See you tonight. Bye. Jeff Judkins on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. I'm telling you, they're 9-0 and on Thursdays in league. And they didn't gonna... lose a single game. And you think they're going to be 10-0? They'll be 10-0. and In fact, if they win... I'm not saying anything. <laughs> Coming up... <laughs> You've men... already done enough. <laughs> already... You've done enough. Coming up, men's volleyball plays its most important game of the season tonight. But it's not against the highest-ranked team. I want to hear your explanation. And responses to your question of the day. This is BYU Sports Nation. March is bucket time, dude. Let's go. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Big thanks to today's guest, athletic director at BYU, Tom Holmo, and the head coach of BYU women's basketball, NBA alumnus Jeff Judkins. If you missed any of the show, download the podcast. Very entertaining and informative, particularly with Tom Holmo, about his experience with the NCAA Tournament Selection Committee, how things have changed and evolved in his now third year, and what does he think about the report from the San Diego Union Tribune about Gonzaga exploring 
and inclusion in the Mountain West Conference and what it means for BYU. Craig Thompson, the Mountain West Conference Commissioner, is a member of the selection committee with Tom, by the way. He so said they're close friends and they see each other all the time. Yeah. He said uh, that din- dinner on Tuesday is yeah. going to be fun. Be great. Coming up tomorrow, Dave Rose, men's basketball coach, on set to preview the matchup with San Diego. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around basketball. West Coast Conference Tournament begins today, 3 Eastern, with first round and quarterfinal games throughout the day on BYU TV. Women's basketball. Included in today's opening slate of four games, the third seed BYU women's team plays six seed San Diego. The Cougars trying to avoid a three-game sweep on the season against the Toreros, 9 Eastern, live on BYU TV. Volleyball. Fifth-ranked BYU men's volleyball takes on eighth-ranked Pepperdine tonight in the Smithfield House in what I think is the biggest match of the season to this point. Nine Eastern on the W.TV. It's it's a it's one of the top three teams in the league. Uh, finally. It's to the to this point. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Track and field. Nine track and field athletes qualify for indoor nationals, including Rory Linkletter, Daniel Carney, Connor McMillan, Abraham Alvarado, Ashley Warner, Brenda Porter, Christy Rush Briggs, Whitney Orton, and Andrea Stapleton Johnson. <gasps> the championships begin March 9th through the 10th. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Health and you need it most, DexterLaw.com. Who are you dubbing worthy of the honor today? Tom Homo, because he answered all the questions that we asked him. Interesting times, right, about this article, about the selection committee, about kind of the margin for error in the West Coast Conference and whatnot. Uh, BYU's got to win this tournament to get in this year, men and women. So can one of them do it? Could both of them do it? Will none of them do it? I loved it, the conversation. Loved it. Yeah. Which is why you all need to download the podcast. Do it. Our question of the day, what are you most looking forward to in the West Coast Conference Basketball Championships presented by Gorilla Glue at Broncos Lover? Watching great basketball and hopefully a Cougar trip to the finals, not a repeat of last year with the blowout to St. Mary's. Yeah, I don't foresee a blowout. At Tolminator, I'm looking forward to some fun, exciting basketball and some wins by BYU. Oh, and watching Jerem Jordan jump into a freezing cold swimming pool. I'm not doing that. At Spencer underscore BYU. What? This mean I need to shave my head too? Hashtag burner account. My burner account. <laughs> yes, is the answer. Elite tweet of the day. At USU Coog 11. Seeing the Cougs get their revenge on San Diego and hopefully a miracle to get into the championship game. That'd be great. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Use hashtag BYUSN. Shows on demand on BYUSN.com. Maybe I do need a burner account like you, Jerem. Audio yeah, podcast Kevin on iTunes, Google Play, oh. and the TuneIn app. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Tom Young. BYU Sports Nation back at it tomorrow at noon Eastern. Live games coming up starting at 3 Eastern. Let's shave Jerem's head! <laughs>